This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junk Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Spicel. Eric, Ryan, how are you guys doing? Doing good. We're here. Glad to be here. Let's do this. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're at the ready. Let's, let's fucking go. Are you hyped yet? I'm hyped. I am hyped. I don't know. I, am I... I I'm, you, I enjoyed watching it, these movies, but I that, that's not to give away my grade right away, but I... I'm a fan of what we're talking about tonight. So I was going to say go this: you're always trying to work the DC reference in. Yeah, you shouldn't have to try too hard this evening. No, so. <laughs> I don't have to, because one of the we're going to talk about the two feature films and some of the other stuff of one of the coolest DC characters that, for some reason, keeps getting pushed out there, but never really gets anyone to snag at it, and that is Swamp Thing. So tonight we're going to be talking about yeah. the 1982 Wes Craven film Swamp Thing, and then the 1989 uh, Jim Wernowski film Return of Swamp Thing. So we'll be talking about bogs and slime and slugs and moss man type plant-based people and weird-ass mythologies. So, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blood, guts, Absolutely. bogs, and butts. Let's do this. Yeah. Bogs, yeah. I don't know. I mean, so for the first movie... Uh, you know, so this is the Wes Craven film, I guess, just to give like a quick synopsis, if you're not real familiar with that original film, um, it's, it's an origin story. So it's the, the story of the uh, kind of a botanist chemist, Alec Holland, played by Ray Wise, becomes transformed into the monster Swamp Thing, who's then played by Dick Duroc in a big rubber suit. Uh, through a laboratory sabotage orchestrated by the evil Anton Arcane, played by none other than Louis Jordan. Um, also stars uh, Adrian Bardot, or Barbeau, excuse me, in uh, or as kind of the damsel in distress, Alex uh, Cable. Government agents, scientists, soldiers, master criminals, secret formulas. Monsters and midgets. None of them belong in this swamp. Only one thing does. The Swamp Thing. Uh-huh. You're kind of trouble. The Swamp Thing. There goes the neighborhood. Adrienne Barbeau and The Swamp Thing, an outrageous pair in the incredible adventure that grows on you or all over you. 
Adventures of the Swamp Thing. The comic book legend lives. So this one was directed by Wes Craven again, 1982. And really, this is one of the first modern comic book movies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, if we consider 82 to be modern, yes. I mean, I think this is a peer <laughs> to like, oh, what was it? There's a Captain America movie that came out around that time that is kind of notoriously bad. And, um, oh gosh, what was else was going on in the early 80s? Well, there was that, um, that, that great Spider-Man series that you and you and David reviewed in 1982 as well, wasn't it, Ryan? Oh, we, we did, um... We did the Tohei Tohei Spider Man actually a Japanese one, but it came, which came out in the seventies. But there was one in the seventies that was live action. We're going that route. Yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about the cartoon one that. Um, oh was, fuck that! Guys no, kind of I like, don't like to think about that much one. Maligned, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to talk about with that one, but it's just like. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, superheroes were definitely a huge thing in the seventies, and I feel like this was like the tail end of it, or maybe maybe the. Uh, first renaissance I don't well know. i would i, I would say like, else i could think of around the, this time i was gonna I say incredible like to hulk incredible okay hulk yeah really set that in motion i would like mm, to but think. i would say this was for feature films mm-hmm. this then this was yeah. a feature film i mean if you look at um adrian barbeau was was a star by this point you know right. she, she started in broadway in the 70s and gained a lot of notor- uh, you know a lot of a lot of attention and this is '82, so people know who she is by this point. Louis Jordan yeah. is is a, a pretty big actor, um, you know. And then Wes Craven married to John Carpenter at this time. Yeah. Right? This is post Escape from New York, and sure. Yeah. And so. and you know, and then Wes Craven. This isn't his first film by any means. This was actually a film he did to show he can do more than monsters, scary, disturbed blood and guts. Um, right. It was to really show his <laughs> his his. Which compared to things that he was doing, like you know, Hills have, have eyes, Hills have eyes, yeah, you know, Last House on the Left, yeah, you know, he, he he's demonstrating that. Um, so yeah, I think everything he had done on a feature film basis at this point had been kind of underground shock type movies, not even really horror films, but things like Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes. He did a TV movie named, called Chiller in eighty eighty or eighty one. Um, and I think Swamp Thing is the predecessor to Nightmare on Elm Street. I believe that's the next feature film he would tackle. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say about that when I saw that Wes Craven popped up for this. I'm like, oh really? I did not. That's surprising because I will. I don't want to be that person, but I can't help but be honest about it. I actually thought like, oh wow, this is pretty weak for Wes Craven. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he should have done. What he is known for, it's what the fact that you just said what you said, which I didn't know. It's like, oh, he was trying to do different chops. I'm like, really? For Swamp Thing? I don't think that yeah. was a wise move. What wise move, Wes? Rest in peace. But um, I I agree with that 100. percent He would have brought like this is not the f- game to this. It would have been probably a much stronger and much more similar to the Page Swamp Thing film. But, but... as it should have been. Well, I, like, also, I, I also wanted to ask the two of you how how. What was your first exposure to this character? Because it's not Batman, it's not Superman. This is a very kind of weird DC character. Uh, like, So I guess, Ryan, start with you. What was your first kind of introduction to Swamp Thing? 
Okay, so this is kind of strange for me because it's it's it happened when I was like three, two or three actually. Um, so I say that's strange because like the movies and the TV show, the live action TV show that happened in the early nineties, uh, which uses the same actor for Swamp Thing, yep. um, they all fused together in my memories. But I was really fucking into it. Like, it disturbed me. Like, there's a scene in the show, and I don't know what episode, I never looked into it or anything, where just, like, a bunch of men are being, people are getting gassed to death, I think, or something, and some, like, evil woman's laughing. I might be making that up. I don't know. Fucking young. But Swamp Thing himself (laughs) fascinated me. In fact, I don't, I always wanted to think it's, like, Batman the Animated Series is my first exposure to a superhero, but it might have actually been Swamp Thing. Um, which is nice. something I'm currently like right now thinking about, huh? <laughs> um, but no, I was I was always into it, but I could never find it, and so this is the first time that I actually got to see the like all the movies, uh, okay. in their entirety, um, ever. So it's interesting. Um, also kind of disappointing. I kind of wish I saw it a lot earlier because now I'm a 30 year old uh, movie critic. <laughs> on a podcast so it's like shit um well what, what about you eric um actually my story is almost identical to that probably as a slightly older child but the usa tv show was what i first saw and i didn't like you know sit down every week when it was on and watch it kind of thing it was more like a caught a rerun here or there yeah um on cable because they used to you know play them in repetition throughout the week before there was a new episode and then you know, in the summertime when they were off season, they'd have marathons of this stuff. So I didn't see it in any sort of order. Most TV in the '90s, you didn't need to to get the gist. But yeah, I think um, that was probably what I saw first, and I, I actually enjoyed it enough to where I kind of like went and looked for it, and you know, saw quite a few episodes. I don't remember a lot about it, but when I picture a Swamp Thing, I always think of like the suit from the dude from the TV show is really right. the one that pops into my head first. So and that was like um, at the as time, I said in the yeah. Highlander episode last week. Maybe I should go out and go dig that one up at some point, too. But, yeah, so it was definitely that show. Yeah, it's, um, you know what's funny about that show? It got one more season than the new one did. (laughs) Sadly, I say that with a sunken heart. Right, because there has been on uh, DC Universe, which is now getting absorbed into various things. um, They did have, uh, just last year in 2019, um, their, their one season Swamp Thing show. Which was critically acclaimed, uh, and personally, I thought really well done. Oh, it's so good! Um, it's so good. But, I found it a little, little disappointing, but not because of production. Like maybe part of it was just I knew it wasn't going to go on, and I found it hard to get invested in a lot of the like side characters and stories and such. But anyway, that's a review for another time. But. <laughs> no, and I think that's a valid point. I think that's totally a valid point because that is kind of a hard thing. It's hard to really get into a show when you know this is it. So I, I I've heard rumors that it's going to be moved over to CW, which means it, it is definitely going to be on CW. Like the, they're going to the network's going to play the show based wow. on its success. Is what I read is based on its success, they may look into doing more. That's kind of disappointing. So. It deserves at least an like HBO. Series. Yeah, yeah, because That's the cool thing about that series, and I don't want to dwell on it too much because we want to talk more about these older movies, but um, it, I, it is worth bringing up that if it goes to CW and it's it does continue, I'm sure, and even just airing on CW, they're going to have to tone back some of the visuals 
which remember Swamp Thing is a horror character in DC yeah. Comics. You're not going to see um, Jake Busey get his whole fucking jaw ripped out or anything. No, not immediately. You know, <laughs> so I, I think yeah. those fucking top down... chompers though remain. At, at the same time, though, if they do. <laughs> if they have to tone it down a bit, but it still continues with the same cast and the same writers for something like CW. Okay. I, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I was, I was very impressed with Derek Mears performance as Swamp Thing and also Andy Bean as Alec Holland. The yeah. whole cast was, was, was great. So, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and Bill, uh, yeah, I thought cast wise, it was good. Style wise. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and finally showing Swamp Thing do what Swamp Thing can do. Um, you know <laughs> which is sulk and fuck people up yeah he sulks and then all of a sudden just lets himself go to the green which is this kind of entity that is the connection of all plant life on the planet and he is the avatar of it and he just starts extending to all plant life which is cool as shit but they didn't really do it much in this mo- the 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 movie the first movie that we're no reviewing. the first movie Swamp Thing's so, superpower is that he can shove people yeah well he's got that he glowing green hand too yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah regrow his hand regrow his hand <laughs> not very quickly slowly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he not can quickly at all but you know and yeah. it, honestly I think Deadpool regenerated faster um, <laughs> but yeah. That was one of the disappointments. I, you know, look, I I like the mythology of Swamp Thing so much. I, I'm I'm a Swamp Thing fan. I have been since I was a kid, but I've I've gotten more into the character as I've gotten older. Um, mm-hmm. But my first introduction was probably the second movie, and yeah. then knowing uh-huh. of the TV show and remembering vaguely the cartoon and just knowing Swamp Thing was a character. But the more as I got older, I liked him more and more, and I eventually really got into the the comics. Um, so this was actually the first time I I sat down to watch the first film all the way through. Oh really? Yeah, I had first time. I had seen it years and years and years ago, but didn't have a real strong memory between it and the sequel, which I saw also year, maybe even prior to the first one. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And then I get my memory got that all confused with the TV show too. I think as well, but yeah, I don't remember much about the TV show. I just remember that there was one. Yeah. But I don't remember. And I remember, like, seeing clips of it, and it's always Swamp Thing sulking. <laughs> like I, I said, all he does. That's what he does. All he does. He's sulk like and fuck him people up. Kneeling in the swamp, looking up. There's some light organ music in the background, and he's having a soliloquy. You know, that's, that's <laughs> what I remember of the TV show Swamp Thing, but I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I have... You know what's funny? Eric, you'll get a kick out of this. My... When I try to think about, okay, I know that I watched the Swamp Thing sequel more, but mm-hmm. I don't remember it very much, and I also get it mixed up with various Toxic Avenger movies. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I don't there's, there's know There's certainly, why. when we jump forward to the sequel, there's certainly some reasons why that might be, I would think. Because yeah. I know I never saw like the, the first late, one, yeah. other than maybe a few clips. Yeah. But... Um, so what were your thoughts on on the first movie um you know with the cast and everything ray wise as alec holland mm-hmm. and if anybody's not familiar with ray wise if you've i don't know he's he's kind of a face he's right? in twin peaks he's the main yeah, antagonist twin in peaks twin is peaks. Really went, yeah he's in yeah. twin peaks he's the shrim guy in tim and eric 
He's uh he also played the devil in that one movie. Not movie, sorry, CW show. show. Yeah. Yes. Oh right. Yep. I don't remember what the show was called, but I remember the but show. But you're right. He's that actor. He's one of those faces. That's just right. what he is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But he's quite good. Um, yeah. He's probably the only person in this movie that's not just totally phoning it in, kind of. <laughs> he like he seems really, really invested. Yeah. Like engaged yeah. with it and. Um, he makes it real. It, yeah, and I shouldn't be too hard on. I it just. <laughs> I feel like Louis Jourdain should have been such a good villain in the first one, and for some reason he just never shows up. Then in Return of Swamp Thing, all of a sudden he's great. But I don't know what it is about the first one where he's just kind of like. I don't know if it's the script. I don't know if it was, you know, he just wasn't getting along well with it. And, and what's. Maybe it's just because supposedly I'm. I'm getting ahead of myself but because jim wynarski and him did not care for one another maybe them like butting heads really helped him become a better villain in the movie i don't know but (laughs) like um, it it honestly it felt like he was trying more in the first movie and in the second movie it felt like he was just making a farce of it yeah which made it work out better (laughs) and maybe that's what you know who knows how that was motivated but like I did said, like the way that they introduced Arcane in the West Cra- in the original Swamp Thing with the Scooby Doo. Oh mask. yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> oh like, my god, so much! Such he's... a great. It's just such a great moment. Like you know, oh, it's I'm not actually the the security guy. I'm you know rips the face the rubber face off of himself. You know. Oh yeah, my and, job uh, was totally fucking dropped when he did that. I'm like, oh, Arcane, is this like... going to be the movie we're watching? Let's do this. <laughs> Like, obviously, we all know that there is no possible way a rubber mask, you know, would ever fool anyone in real life. But it's always great in moments like that where, it, you know, in movies it seems to work. But Yeah, oh, beautiful. Um, it's that suspension of disbelief where it's like, if I'm on board for this, okay, then you'll be on board for a lot of other shit. Um, yeah, and the movie itself doesn't feel real, like, scene for scene doesn't feel super, like, comic book movie. And it's almost like they caught on to that because in post-production they um really tried pushed the envelope of trying to edit it into something that looked very like comic book-esque and it reminds me at times of um creep show yeah uh, in that way um the other thing i noticed about this movie and this is the thing that bugged the hell out of me about the first swamp thing movie and i just can't get over it because it's swamp thing and it's kind of set in kind of this you know that character is kind of set in the horror genre it's always been kind of like you said earlier kind of the horror corner of dc comics and this movie doesn't have a single goddamn scene at nighttime. Nope. No. Um, maybe one, the like camp scene when the soldiers first show up, but prior to Swamp Thing even being Swamp Thing. But and I and I realize coming from you know a background of you know, making you know n- low no budget movies and understanding what that is all about, I understand why we probably we probably didn't get any night scenes is because it's expensive. You should light up the damn swamp. You know how many you know giant light you know lights you're gonna need out there and you have water make a scene that's gonna expose on film yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um so i'm sure it's a budgetary thing for the reason but unfortunately it totally ruined the movie and not ruined it because it 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 becomes amusing for totally different reasons but it totally ruined this being a serious swamp thing movie because since it's daylight 100 percent of the time the costumes cease to work. They're actually not that bad of costumes, but in full daylight, they oh, don't work. You can totally. The, like, yeah, I was gonna say this. Um, the Swamp Thing's costume looks like it's just like a full body rubber glove. 
Like like a dish you know, rubber it, glove covered yeah, in moss. It, and what I noticed is like if he stands still, you can see the detail that is in the surface of that suit. There's different colored vines and barks and leaves mm-hmm. and things. And then he moves, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's like yeah. that's like a canvas sack covered in rubber." You know, oh, imagine yeah. that thing, you know, lit with like actual lights against you know nighttime yeah. or a moonlight looking. You could pull well, that. It's not a bad suit. It it would have worked, but I, yeah, the whole thing literally is day daytime. Well, here's the thing that I kind of thought: like he does look like he's in just uh, like seriously like a rubber rubber dish, dish glove, which makes sense yeah. because he has to do a lot of water scenes. Where he's in the fucking water, submerged. And I'm like, maybe that's the reason why. But you know that man, um, Dick Durock, who plays Swamp Thing. You just mm-hmm. know he has like 50 layer, like 50 inches of sweat just yeah. oh God, yeah. on his body. Like the whole, th- there's no breathing in that. That de- that movie's definitely shot like in the swamp. Like they are down south. Oh, it's he, probably a thousand degrees. Yeah, he, he's thing. carrying swamp ass like full hardcore. <laughs> yeah, did they film it in the Carolinas? Swamp thing. Um, they did I'm for the sure. show. I didn't. Yeah, I don't remember oh, yeah. where they filmed this movie. Um, it doesn't particularly look like Louisiana swamp to me, but it's certainly. You know. Okay. It okay. Looks like uh, I, I just but... checked. It looks like yeah, it was Charleston, South South Carolina, nearby uh, okay. John's yeah. Island. Kit, hmm. speaking of swamp, while we're on the subject, I have to say the movie starts with like the whole reason that Alice Cable is there is because a man was eaten by an alligator. That's just how dangerous the swamp is. Yet, as you proceed in the movie, like everybody <laughs> is just in swamp water and nobody getting eaten by an alligator. And I'm like, I don't even know. Do we see another alligator? You like, don't see an movie? alligator. <laughs> There's no we alligator. We don't see much of anything no. in this movie besides swamp thing, um, and then the the two subsequent creatures. Oh, you mean but, when yeah, Bruno gets really... turned into like the it, weird monkey man yeah, with ma- a deflated razor head? And, yeah, and. Uh, the man bear pig that Arcane eventually became. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> that's the closest thing we got to an alligator. <laughs> was man bear pig. I mean, but, the elements I mean, are here for a Swamp Thing story. Let's be honest. Yeah, but there's something about the way, particularly Alan Moore. You know, when he was writing Swamp Thing in the '80s, uh, mm-hmm. the, there's something about the the mythos that he created and that's all kind of lacking here this is really more of those original uh, stories you know about this swamp thing the, kind the of earliest one scientist like yeah yeah the um you know the the earliest incantation you know which was like 1971 yeah house of secrets 1971 mm. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. like the earliest Swamp Thing, and then it wasn't until the... And that was just like, oh, Alec Holland, or... I don't think it was Alec Holland at the time, but, you know, scientist gets turned into this plant matter thing and tries to stop bad people and turn himself back. And it wasn't until the mm-hmm. 80s when Alan Moore took over writing that it was more about this mythos, and it's a totally different story, similar concept, you know, scientist becomes this, but it went in yeah, a totally and, different and... direction. I think most of that happens post this Swamp Thing film, though, so it's probably not... Right. You know, really, Wes Craven's fault that, that he, you know, that stuff's not available to him at the time. Um, I don't think he did anything wrong here, the, like, the from a script standpoint. Um, the, the very basic bare-bones superhero story is here. You know, you have your 
protagonist who is wronged by criminals and gets turned into this monster and you know you have the damsel in distress type character who's also the love interest of the the you know our monster character and um yeah so it, like all the all the basic building blocks are here and it is it's it's, it's a simple story that kind of does that there's not much more to it um, and I'm not saying that's necessarily there's anything necessarily wrong with that, and especially in an origin story film, I think even to this day when we do origin movies, we kind of get that story a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think from a script standpoint, there's not much. It's just approaching <laughs> approaching this obviously on the budget that they had to make it and whatever they had to you know make some decisions. And don't get me wrong, this is still a very entertaining movie and i i could recommend it to people um but it's very probably not because it's faithfulness to swamp yeah (laughs) it's more because of its camp and oh man it just turns into a rubber suit monster movie halfway Uh, through literally yeah 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 (laughs) like you feel like you should be like doing those are the things that are good about it um yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh can we talk about actually can we talk about alice cooper the the love interest more um oh yeah alice with cable is it cable cable Jeez. alice right. cable. cable yes i said cooper. i don't know what fucking said <laughs> we could talk about alice cooper uh, if you want. <laughs> oh my god wouldn't he be better as a fucking love interest as alice cooper <laughs> oh my god um sorry i just pictured a better movie if you're gonna go camp go full camp um no like alice uh alice cable who is a a combination um, of of Abby um, Anton Arcane Arcane, Arcane. A- it's Anton Arcane yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Abby Arcane and and um, Matt Cable which is like first off going there it's like why was that necessary to combine those two characters couldn't it have just been Abby I mean we get Abby in yeah. the sequel um, e- a- anyways um, so we get this combination <laughs> this is where I was at in this movie. So the whole, like majority of the movie, she's getting fucking chased down by like the 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 military. No, no, let me phrase that. So you know you have um, Arcane has his goons, his military mercenary goons, and they're hunting everybody fucking shit up, and they're hunting her down because she has the last fucking journal. The whole fucking time, the whole fucking time, she's running away. She's wearing this very loud bright red fucking shirt in the swamp given her undershirt is an olive green and she's wearing khaki pants running in the swamp she continues to wear this ace ventura fucking style overshirt that she could easily just throw off i'm like this is why they're finding you you were the worst fucking person (laughs) how do you not realize that Anyways, that's I had to, I really had to get that out. My girlfriend and I could not stop fucking yelling at the TV. Like, why are you still wearing this? You've been getting chased for a half hour in movie time, our movie time. Take off the goddamn shirt. God, you look like Magnum PI. Speaking of take off the damn shirt, um there is this movie is another thing that I was inter- that's interesting about it is I think there's always been kind of a correlation, and especially it seemed like in the 70s and early 80s, between superheroes are for kids. Like, that's their thing. Superheroes are for kids. And this is a movie that came out that definitely was not aimed towards kids, and then later was taken and repackaged for U.S. release as a movie that was appropriate for kids. There's a, movie, there's a cut of this movie that lasts three minutes longer. It's 93 versus a 91-minute cut, but contains... Um, apparently more nudity and more sexual content keep in mind kids this 
1980, what was it, 82 movie that is rated PG in a 91-minute kid-friendly cut still has nudity in it. That yeah. side boob? You talk about that side boob in the swamp? Yeah. But you um, know, that was apparently okay. As long as it's not full you know, full frontal, we're, we're good to go. But anyway, I don't know what that extra content is. It just, you know, according to Wikipedia, it contains more nudity and sexual content than in the theatrical cut. So, Well, wasn't there a situation is, where, like, when this came out on on DVD in early 2000, the TV version was actually what was transferred, and it was rated PG, except it wasn't that version. It was the theatrical version, and some lady rented it for her kids, and they got a nice side boob, and uh, yeah, they complained, and they had to recall a bunch of the discs and stuff. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I think like the kid could have that, you yeah. know, other than, you know, there being nudity in a PG movie, which by nowadays standards is unheard of. Right. Can, can I just it, say... Obviously it was a, like superhero movie aimed towards adults, which I think was also a rarity I want, for this time. I want to say, a side boob doesn't do anything to a young kid. Just getting that out there through any parents. No. Like, no. I mean, you guys are parents. They're not at all. But we, it's like, side boob doesn't do anything to a kid who's fucking six, year old, six years old. It only affects us when we're 12 when we're hitting hormones because we were freeze frame that and just go to town like maybe three times because anything because of the hormones but prior to that it's not an actual issue i can remember being a kid seeing nudity going like oh that's nudity cover eyes okay that's it like there's nothing that nothing that does anything you don't care until that you know and then once until you you do once you hit like pg-13 where it's like well this is okay i'm like yeah that's when we pay attention it's like, yeah, I'm 13. Let's do this. I so I, I felt a small me, summer breeze like, the other day, and I had to run to the bathroom. It's like hormones. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, they weren't actually saving us from anything. They were waiting until we were going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. It's like, hey, yeah. you're going to really like this movie. Like, you're work. not going to appreciate this until you're 13. So let's keep let's not watch it until you can get the whole effect of it. It's going to make the whole rubber suit man worth it, just so you can get some <laughs> nice Alice Cable side boob. Because she decides yeah. to bathe in a swamp. I'm just saying, UTI City for all those ladies in this it, fucking it, movie. It's also oh, it's God, also Wes yeah. Craven around this time, you know. He, <laughs> it's like I gotta throw a titty. In well, there. it was you know Sean Cunningham, same thing. You know, like all these guys around this time. Yeah. I'm not excusing it. I'm just pointing out this. This isn't unique to this film. It's in a lot mm. of horror films. Like you out of your, your. Not at all. This is very light. This is very me. tame. It's like oh what oh Wes slipped in a side nipple. Ooh. You know, yeah, church from boy, a distance, you know, essentially. <laughs> yeah, compared to like Sean Cunningham, was like, no, you need to cut them off because I'm twisted. You know, yeah. Did so, you just use the term "twisted" when describing nipples? It, inadvertently, you did. <laughs> did you just no. use the word "inadvertently" when it comes to nipples? Yes. <laughs> How inverted? Uh, speaking of inverted, yeah. in 1989. <laughs> We got the sequel, The Return of Swamp Thing, uh, directed by friend of the podcast, Jim Wernowski. Uh, yeah. Wernowski, uh, who directed Chopping Mall, a number of other really classic films. Yeah, um, who just celebrated his 70th birthday the other day, by the way. So. Happy birthday, Jim. Uh, the day I started watching Return of Swamp Thing, I just noticed oh. on Facebook, it's his birthday. So I'm like, hey, I'm helping you celebrate. Yeah, Jim, watching, happy watching Return of Swamp Thing. Happy so. belated birthday, Jim. Um, yep. And the cool thing is, this one has, you know, younger Heather Locklear, Sarah Douglas, 
Uh, we do get Lorjadon back again. Dick Durak comes mm -hmm. back again to Swamp Thing. Different costume this time, and a totally yeah. different tone to this movie, which um, it does. I don't really get the plot. It, it's what plot? Yeah, um, <laughs> Anton Arcane's back, and Swamp Thing goes to stop him. It it's Anton Arcane wants to kill Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing wants to stop Anton Arcane. That's the plot. Which, if somebody's trying to kill you, finally. you're probably trying to stop their plan. <laughs> if <laughs> right. their plan is to kill you, uh, I hope that's your plan. The big green guy is back. They call me Swamp Thing. You're a plant, aren't you? He's come back. To settle the score. Find him. And bring him in. He's got a grudge. Cause they turned him to slug. I believe this is yours. What? The return of Swamp Thing. Starring Louis Jordan. What did you do? Sell your soul to the devil? Let's just say he has a lease uh, with an option to buy. Heather Locklear. She can get in my veins in time to most Why can't men be more like plants? I mean, you can stroke a plant and it doesn't get the wrong idea. And Swamp Thing. But I can't give you the kind of love you want. Why not? I'm a plant. That's okay. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> The return of Swamp Thing. He's turning over a new leaf for love. Also, Arcane is creating like an army, quote unquote, of animal people hybrids. Unhumans? Um, or unmanned? Yeah, unmanned. Yeah, unmanned. Unmanned, yep. yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, from, from a plot standpoint, that's really all there is to it. However, they seem to do a better or make this thing fun by really leaning into the cheese aspect of the first movie the things that were perhaps unintentionally funny and fun about the first swamp thing um are done Wojnarowski definitely intentionally yeah yeah definitely like plays into and and makes the strength of the second film well um which of course anyone who's like a really super serious swamp thing fan it's probably going to get a little cheese that they pulled a batman and robin on their well we're, we're, but we're getting but joe's opinion in the moment no i was gonna say like not disappointed no i was gonna actually say like i i if this does anger anybody i guess i don't care um yeah and i mean that from my heart because i found this movie like i know i know it's campier but it's like yeah that's the only reason that the first movie was good the other things are like yeah this is kind of just not great there's better ways to tell this but this campiness, I loved this fucking second movie more than the first one. I really did too, and I hated myself yeah, I did for too. it. I don't hate myself for it. <laughs> it was a lot no, more actually, fun. It was and so much I fun. Read, I had read some reviews just saying how, how awful this was, and, and it was like a Facebook discussion going on in a, a movie group I'm in um about return of swamp thing and somebody just railed on how like what a terrible movie this was and then all these people kept coming back like what are you talking about that one's so much better than the first one because it's fun and it's campy and the, i don't know um this i think i agree with that like this not movie... only that it's really a lot more accurate to the character 
Yeah. <laughs> it, he actually does at least a couple of Swamp Thing things. Well, he uses something that's kind of like the green-esque and turns himself into like a sludge-type material to, yeah. to break into the arcane manor up through the sewer pipes. Yeah, and, and he uh, regenerates shower. in the shower. It's like that was... Yeah. I was fine. Because in the first movie, and it's like, I, you know... I know it's a Craven film and all that, but the first one, all <laughs> Swamp Thing does is push people and then regenerate a hand really, really yeah. slowly. R- at least in, it boats that he can't catch up with. Right. And at least in this one, he's regenerating in different places, you know, once, well, and it takes a long time. But I can buy an entire body over, like, a, an arm. Come on, you know. Well, um, you, you mentioned before, like, it's like... This franchise kind of reminds you a little bit of, of Toxic Avenger. The second one... Like, and the second one definitely feels more like That's that. what it is. It's the second one. That, that like, taking the camp and making something of it. And it's like, listen, is it perfect? No. Is it enjoyable? Fuck yeah! If you have a fucking brain in your fucking skull, like, you yeah. can enjoy this. And it's, it's like... It's ridiculous, but it's fun. Oh my god, so much fun. Like, it's I, so ridiculous. I totally... I'm, you get to see a Swamp Thing, Heather Locklear sex scene. Oh my, can can we and, talk and about and that? Bring, bring the kids, because it's nothing to see. I want to say... hilarious. Can we talk about the Swamp Thing sex pickle for a brief moment? <laughs> Mm-hmm. First off, first off, when he talks, anytime Swamp Thing in every media, including the new series, talks about his inability to connect with human life, it's be, it's it's always this excuse like I am this 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 vegetation humanoid freak, and like no, you don't wear pants. We know what the problem is. You don't have a dick, sir. Sir, you have no penis to speak of whatsoever. That's fine. Plants don't have penises either. They have their own they, shit. They, they can have a pistol. But this motherfucker is just like, whips out this pickle, and he goes, here, nibble on the tip of this. And it's like a psychedelic pickle. <laughs> and a psychedelic yeah. pickle, and they're just... Which is kind of perfect. Me. Like, did he technically drug her? <laughs> it's just like... It's she, the, he offered. He, he, she did yeah. accept. He mentioned, like, here, if you want to get together, just nibble on the tip. <laughs> and just pulls it from like where did he pull it from because he didn't pull it from the front he pulled it from the side as if he had a pocket but he doesn't have po- once again no pants he just pulls this side pickle out of his fucking side and then he bites from it first made out of plant matter a pocket could you know be a, in just sticking it into himself somewhere anyway We're i mean way too much about that but i mean it's yeah it, <laughs> the, what's funny is it's, it's ridiculous and, and hilarious is this there being a swamp thing sex scene is it actually got me thinking about the new swamp thing series a little bit and that's the i see so many like parallels between the second swamp thing movie and the new series Same. that mm-hmm. i didn't see yep. with the first one because they actually use this in the psychedelic a bit more tastefully a bit less yeah. cheesy but they definitely use this idea in the new series, and that's that she, you know, Abby Arcane in the new series can, uh, you know, be a, I don't know if you call it a hallucination or whatever, but can actually talk to and see Alec Holland in his human form. Well, he he um, grows a bud yeah. from his hand in the in the mm-hmm. 2019 series. He grows a bud from his hand that releases spores that she inhales yeah. and then throughout the whole that one episode for 24 hours she can see the embodiment uh, of swamp thing as alec hall uh holland yeah. um yeah. and they point that out right away eric okay so here's the thing for the, for the viewers 
I watched these two movies, and I'm like, I'm going to watch the fucking show before we do this review. And I did. I finished it today. And Eric's right. I fucking totally noticed way more connections with two than any of the others. Again, because part two is actually borrowing from more of the source material of what Swamp Thing can do. Yeah. The first movie, they have him shove people and regrow an arm. And again, I'm not embellishing. That's all he does. It is. And yeah. that's what was so disappointing because... You could have any superhero, like, just shove people around, and if you don't want to have them regrow an arm, just say they're, you know, Superman and they're indestructible or whatever. Swamp Thing, it, it, Swamp Thing got interesting when it started getting into this whole concept of him tapping into plant life. Yeah. Just being a bog monster. This connection, mm. and which Alan Moore expanded upon into the concept of the green and the red and the rot. And, you know, this whole mythos, which he's great at doing. Um, and, and, you know, the, the sequel, the Return of Swamp Thing, does a much better job of borrowing those familiar elements, making this character a little more exciting. Who cares if the, the, the atmosphere is campy? It's very campy. It's obviously intentional. But, you know, you're taking these fantastic abilities and showing those in a fun, campy environment. We also know it works in a dark, gloomy environment from the 2019 series. It's very, very good, and the comics are written that way sometimes. So it it works. Both of these both of these work. Um, I was just shocked that even if you read the descriptions on Tubi or wherever, you know, I know the description on Tubi for the sequel, you know, Return of Swamp Thing. It's like this can't be tongue in cheek, low budget. Like it's fine. It's actually yeah. budget's not bad. And a lot of time. the stuff they pull off, effects-wise and costume-wise, actually looks superior to its predecessor. Yeah. Uh, that suit is yeah, better. I, the suit's better. It is better. superior, but yeah, so much better. Even, like, the labs and, like, the sets and the, the mansion they shot in. And, like, everything just kind of looks like a tear up from Swamp Thing. And that's the kind of stuff I'm not going to pick on the original Swamp Thing for, because it's obviously a very low-budget vehicle as well. But no excuse. They had one... Wes Craven. He fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one does not look worse than Eric... the first one. In fact, it's it it grows or builds on the first one. It does, and like you pointed out before, you know the the character of Swamp Thing really started to become more interesting and expanded when Alan Moore took over in the '80s. And when they made the first movie, it that wasn't then yet. So that was more just yeah. on Bog Monster who can regrow an arm. <laughs> you know, um, right. and by the time, I mean, let's not sell the the first Swamp Thing movie too short because the final battle in that between Swamp Thing and Arcane in his like werebear whatever he is <laughs> form with a sword, um, yeah, is is an epic moment in in cinema. I think, and it's, that is worth the price of admission all by itself. It's but, so batshit. <laughs> oh my god! I will. I will argue when we're on the subject. I will argue this. the 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 last, the second movie, Swamp Thing, Return of Swamp Thing, actually has a weaker lat third act than the first movie. The first movie has a better battle scene, but then again, maybe my view on that is skewed because the first movie is like there's not there's nothing going on really until the third act. But I would argue in the second movie, so much shit's happened and that's kind of fun. Like, he's fighting shit. That in the final one, he's like, he just fought a guy with a big head and then it blew up and that was it. And I'm like, oh, really? 
that was fucking it's a it. little underwhelming when it came to like all the monsters and the like. I thought he was gonna fight a bunch of dudes. They fucking like, should have. Arcane should have yeah. turned back into the creature. But Arcane, yep. the main cre- the main dude at the end of the movie, like he finally gets what he wants and he gets taken out by literally a door landing on his yeah. ankle. And yep. that's it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he goes he goes boom in the mansion, supposedly. That's it. No no real explanation about like what happened with his transformation other than it that was it. It happened. And we got rid of yeah. it. And I'm like, we're not gonna like it's not coming back. He's not still fighting. Nope. Okay. 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 That is that is a criticism of that. But still the second movie's still way more fun. Fucking movie starts out with him fighting a fucking uh humanoid leech creature. Which yeah, yeah, those were actually looked really great. Too. Oh god, so hilariously great too. Like it's yep, like this is yep. frightening <laughs> but funny at the same time. Well, and and let's be clear that the acting in Return of Swamp Thing is terrible. The script is terrible. Oh, Hedley Locklear cannot fucking act. No, <laughs> no. I mean, it, and and her character is so absurd for abby arcane it's actually a bit insulting to the character but well i'm from beverly hills i'm from california and literally that is the line i am from california and you're like okay that's there, the character there's a lot of really I bizarre guess. lines so many i couldn't keep up with them just watch no. this expect really stupid dialogue that's really quite amusing how bad it is but at the same yeah. time it's such a schlocky film it, it's taking you know what i feel the same way about this movie to the source material as i do about like teen titans go to the original like teen titans <laughs> comic series yes yeah. i get it it's a spoof on it i'm not offended you know why would i be it's just poking some fun at something that people like it's you know but in a fun way not an insulting way this is great this is this is hilarious i do think it's cool that then usa picked up a series that was actually more of a continuation of this considering it's still dick durock and Mm -hmm. the suit is more like what you see in return of swamp thing and they made it actually quite a dark serious series for what 75 episodes yeah it was on i mean i think that two or three seasons three seasons of swamp thing it was only two seasons of swamp two seasons yeah yeah yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, enough episodes that I know for a fact I've only seen a small portion of them. So, um, but, and you mentioned Heather Locklear and her wonderful performance in this film. <laughs> she is an award winner for this, by the way. She won the Razzie Award that year for worst actress, <laughs> um, first Return of Swamp Thing, well deserved, I think. And yeah, she's she's something. Um, <laughs> oh, ain't she? But. Yeah, and, and Dick Durock as Swamp Thing is actually pretty great in this movie and like almost a tick esque like overplay of the superhero. And oh and I totally see where you get the toxic Avenger mm-hmm. um that confidence you know, similarity there because that like, you know, nineteen fifties do gooder even the the voice he uses like <laughs> to to play the character in this, it's just uh Hokey. Straight up stereotypical yeah. 1950s superman you know essentially but hello citizen well even the way he yep. interacts with the kids which i want to get into like oh. that little bit with the kids the, oh yeah the children it's, i was gonna oh, ask you the children kid all their kids fucking in either movie do we prefer but uh well yeah kids are actually in these movies the kids on um, both movies are fucking great but in the first movie you only get the <laughs> one kid 
Um, I forget his name. I liked him though. I liked the movie. Same. Was he was he, was he Jimmy or Jude? Was it Jude Jimmy something? Um, I don't remember his name. Give me a second. I'll get it. I had it for oh, a moment. I have it here somewhere. Uh, Jude. It was Jude. Um, Jude. Okay. Yeah, Jude was fucking great. And the whole time my girlfriend and I are watching this, going like, nothing better fucking happen to Jude because he's the one thing that's saving this movie for us. Uh, yeah, and of course, I was really upset when like they did the. Well, I mean, you. I guess you, as the audience member, knew he wasn't dead. But. Well, they did show a scene where like he he like tells uh, Cable to like run, and then she sees the boat and his body is just limp in it. And you're we're just both mm. like, you did not just fucking kill a kid. You did not just kill a a fucking black kid on this fucking movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Turns out he wasn't. He's the only likable character. He's the, the only movie. fucking likable character. Swamp Thing <laughs> saves him. He's not really dead. So we're like, oh, thank God. Because he's the fucking greatest thing. Next movie, <laughs> next movie, they double it. And they and they make yep. it even fucking better. You don't think they can make kids <laughs> in a part of a movie so much better in a campy movie of that. But they fucking did. They got this fucking fat Bobby Hill style fucking white kid. (laughs) These were the Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau of obnoxious little kids. Oh Oh my god. Fucking great. Uh, I want to see a a show with these kids and the South Park kids (laughs) mashed up together. Like that one little kid and Cartman together just with that obnoxious boys. Oh my (laughs) god. Uh, I, they I even got the final the credit. Point. They got the final scene yeah. in the fucking movie. Like they, this yeah, movie actually had a post-credit scene, a mid. Honestly, it's a mid-credit yeah. scene. But they have a mid-credit scene. Like after the credits, they cut to these kids, like just fighting with each other because they failed to capture a fucking photo of Swamp Thing and get the money. It was just like, God, this is the greatest side plot ever in a movie. I don't know why. Um. No, yeah, they they were great. Actually, I thought the kids in both movies, and and this can be done really poorly in some movies too, but having like kid side characters like that, oh yeah, um, sidekicks in a way. But um, in both movies, they actually brought a level of enjoyability to their um, their, their their being there, I guess. But um, I enjoyed their characters uh, in different ways. Like Jude, I actually like liked his character uh, and the way he played into everything. Um, yeah. In uh, Return of Swamp Thing, the kids are definitely more on the comic relief side of things, but it works. Like they're they're done well yeah. in the comic comedy. Yeah. I mean, they start out with like, of course, like Bobby Hill. I'm just gonna call him Bobby Hill because I don't know the fucking kid's name. <laughs> uh, getting teased by the uh, other kid uh, as they visit his place, and he whips out his um, the other kid whips whips out his like porn stash, which mm. which comes up later on. Like unrelated, but some like the same issue. Uh, I forget what it was. It's it looks yeah. like some kind of like busty Asian type situation where one of the scientists yeah. is looking through the exact same magazine, but what he's doing with a sharpie is going like, yeah, if you give her fins, yeah, throw some antlers on her, <laughs> because this is the scientist who does all the gene yeah. splicing of people with animals. So that's and they're showing this kind of joke that that's what gets him off. It's like he has to draw these fucking animal body parts on the fucking porno <laughs> mag. And he's like, yeah. Oh, and then he hides it. And I'm like, that yep. is the greatest in-joke in, in one of these B-movies I've ever seen. Like, this movie knew what it was fucking doing with its camp. This is great. Yep. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, and I think, 
and I, that's something that Jim Wynorski brings to like every project. And he's done something in every genre across the gamut, but he often, most often, gets associated with like softcore like sex comedies i guess you would call them <laughs> kind of like you know you know all those movies that people pretend are oh like, like american the, pie and the shit quote-unquote porn versions of movies that aren't actually porn movies they're like sex comedies but yeah um he has directed a many of a whole bunch of those things and um then also under you know roger corman's umbrella at the beginning of his career like classic um, kind of horror stuff like chopping mall um and this movie and uh but he always seems to bring like this sense of like humor and using that kind of like low budget cheese thing to his advantage rather than it being a detriment so pretty much drop him into any genre um and you can always find that in what he's doing so that's what appeals to me about like the movies of his that i've seen i mean chopping malls are a classic b movie and this thing is just right up there, like humor-wise. It sits like, even the like style of jokes are kind of the same to. It's similar to that film, but I'm waiting for Joe. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I think this is like showing, you know, Wynorski really kind of expanding out. You know, it's this mm-hmm. isn't it's it's schlocky, but it's in a different way. It's it's, I guess it would have been easy to just make fun of the first movie, you know, but he didn't. He actually borrowed elements from the comic to make the story a little bit more interesting. Even though you're having a you know a, a time with it because it's silly, he's not hiding the silliness of it. He's not make he's not trying to make it too serious. But he's borrowing these elements from the original source material that really expand the character and make it a little more interesting. So yeah. it, it, you're a little more willing to be on board. You know what? Because just because of how you said that, that just triggered this. Just it just triggered a thought in my head, where like this is how, like looking at uh, Adam West's Batman in the '60s, like that is so fucking campy but enjoyable in a different way. That's exactly. what this movie does. The sequel to Swamp Thing, Return of Swamp Thing, it does that. I think it does successfully that same level of camp, but ups it for an '80s audience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's Batman and Robin purpose. did not do that in the '90s, but this movie did. <laughs> um, I think that's what Batman and Robin was attempting to do. It just was too scattershot. It didn't. It was just showing the wrong type of well, nipples. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> we didn't want to see Batman's nipples. Well, and despite this movie really getting mostly negative reviews from critics, it did pick up a year later a two-season series on USA. Well, here, I will argue Mm. this. You mentioned the critics thing. There was a critic who actually gave it a thumbs up, and that was Robert Ebert. Yeah, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four, didn't he? Yeah, he he really enjoyed it. Much to Siskel's disagree, but I'm always more (laughs) of an Ebert guy. (laughs) So um, Ebert actually enjoyed it. He knew what it was. Sorry, yeah, I believe Ebert, Roger Ebert, was the one of the only critics lauding the first Swamp Thing movie as well. Um, actually, liked that one quite a bit too. So, um, but yeah, no, I think this one has something about it that appeals to me that the first one was missing. Like, if you would have thrown that sense of humor into the first one, and you know, not tried to make like a super low budget rubber suit monster movie shot totally in daylight, but it's also super serious. Like, that doesn't really 
gel for me. Um, this one, throwing that you know humor and that kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we know what we're making here, um, totally fixes that problem. Like then all of a sudden you can get away with those things and everyone's in on the joke, everyone's laughing, everyone's having a good time with this. And um, that makes for me a better movie or a more enjoyable watch like i even think it translated to like like i mentioned earlier that we would get back to but louis jordan doing i think he he's a much better arcane in this movie than he is playing the same character in, in craven's movie um you get more arcane in this movie yeah you get a lot more from him and i just think he's he's better um he as the character like you get a sense of the character and kind of his um what he's all about and supposedly he was just totally over this movie and couldn't stand jim wynarski because they got into it real early on in the um set which according to wikipedia the story is he wanted arcane to call his um what his uh miss poinsettia yeah when it referred to her as points which louis jordan said was offensive because he knew that it was a reference to her breasts and Wynarski basically told him, are you kidding me? Weren't you just in a movie called Octopussy? Which he was, the James Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so supposedly Jordan was so offended that he you know, talked back to him that way that he wouldn't speak with him outside of set after that. So they did not get on with one another. But um, <laughs> I, I'm on Jim's side on that. Like, how can you get offended by that? But you were totally cool with doing the, right. uh, that movie. But Well, and... Jordan Jordan seems to really be, again, yeah, he's he's a little much campier in this version, um, and <laughs> maybe maybe despite the fact that he and and Wernerski didn't get along, maybe he understood what Wernerski was trying to do in this case is be campier. So he was just doing his job, and okay, you want me to be campier? I'll be campier. I think you're an asshole, but I'll do my job. You know, <laughs> um, can we? Can we talk about his performance as Arcane in both movies? Because it's essentially it's sure. the one performance that kind of still carries over. Like given, like in the sequel, is campier, but I you can still see it being transferred over. He makes a very effective, like classic villain in a campy sense. Mm-hmm. But it's like this is enjoyable to watch. Like what he does to Bruno in the first movie, like tricks him which by the way the actor who played bruno we didn't bring this up yet is the guy who played paulie in dark man yes yeah which <laughs> yes. right away I... when we saw him was just like oh my god it's the guy from dark man <laughs> <laughs> um but he just he has that like that classic over the top like melodramatic villainy that he's just having fun being a villain and doesn't care that you like as an audience you fucking enjoy watching like you can't help but enjoy it like there's better deeper villains told in movies and shows today than there are in the past but you still kind of enjoy like a good campy villain like a truly maniacal twist a mustache mm-hmm. type guy and he fucking always knocks it out of the park well i mean he was also a a, a very good dracula Oh yeah, he did do mm. Dracula. Yep, yep. Nineteen seventy-seven. He was the BBC Dracula. Well, well, he's French, so he has that way with like that romantic-sized villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I I do find it funny that they kind of try to play him as this like Casanova of women in both movies. Yet this motherfucker, as he is like either half naked or fully naked women laying in bed, he is in a full pajama outfit, like lawn sleeves, everything. <laughs> 
And I'm like, you're just really you're like is that like a requirement like yeah we're not having sex tonight but i need you to lay naked next to me like even though i am in full uh velvet pajamas <laughs> and i will be enjoying all. my two oreos and small mug of milk exactly exactly <laughs> next to me in the nude i will be in these silk pajamas and the women next to him are just they... like mm, i love it when he dips that oreo not too yeah. long not too soggy mm. he, he <laughs> give me some of that swamp notes. pickle yeah, <laughs> he kind of hits those notes of kind of like you know, aristocratic supervillain yeah. type thing, but between movies, he does he does Swamp Thing in 1982, and I'm I'm gonna come back to the James Bond movie. He goes in 1983 and does Octopussy, the James Bond movie with, with opposite Roger Moore, where he plays like the, the bad guy, the villain in the film. He plays and the octopus. I, I right? think he can't get out of that character when he comes back to Swamp Thing. So all of a sudden, he's a James Bond villain. But that totally works better with the, the amped up cheesy. It does. Yeah. Swamp Thing. So, like his like, whole I layer think he and just everything. Totally carries that character over. Um, so he's very different to me than he was in the first Swamp Thing. Although playing the same character, he and obviously he's the same actor. He does a few things, you know, that are similar. But I really feel like his grandiose, like super aristocratic upper crust kind of i'm going to explain my whole plot to you before i destroy you mr bond kind of thing which he does a lot in the second swamp thing movie um i don't i guess you did bring up the dinner table scene with with uh bruno in swamp thing and that's that's a bit like that as well but um no yeah i feel like he's just oh he's just playing it big there's a character in this movie that really needs to be brought up and that's dr rochelle yeah Ah, Mm-hmm. who okay. is like his sole purpose as a character is to be a stupid goofy doctor who delivers exposition yep yep <laughs> blatantly, the, yep. This blatantly is the, delivers exposition this, this is, is the, the guy same, that ryan mentioned yeah this is the guy who yeah. et, who sketches animal parts on his porno mags like yeah. tongue in and sticking out of his lip yeah and he's just, also this the last movie knows what it's doing he's also technically the final boss of this movie yeah yeah which, which is I weird didn't see coming yeah no they did yeah, I. Weird. but did i want to point out that in his mutation so in the movie he goes to get thrown in we should mention what's her face too when we get there from superman 2 um I'm, oh dr zero Sarah douglas's character yeah i'll let you guys yeah. talk about i just want to bring up this part so at one point it's actually right after the scene that he, it's actually during the scene where he's doing the porno mag thing like, he confronts her. There's this whole thing where, like, she figures out that she's another pawn. And so she she, she takes this drug that he was talking about, like, mutates people. Like, this mutates people at a faster rate. She goes, what about cranial expansion? Well, who fucking cares? She goes, oh, okay, let me walk you into this room. And they go into this room. You don't see anything. But he gets, like, he goes, oh, ow, that really hurt. And then she walks out and shuts the door, indicating that she just injected him with his own fucking mutagen complete fucking idiot anyways he is the final fucking boss in this and he comes out with this massive veiny alien head but he (laughs) loses the head from the old mtv show yes but he loses his mustache entirely like his he had a mustache the whole fucking movie and he fucking when he mutates his head gets bigger and apparently he fucking like gets alopecia or some shit i don't fucking but he keeps (laughs) that continuity person's fired so yeah swamp (laughs) thing's last fucking villain that he fights is a dude with a massive head and a lab coat and fucking checkered like uh golfing pants um yeah 
and that was it. Yeah, I really thought we were lining up for a situation where Swamp Thing is going to get in that lab, and they're all going to be let out with like half elephant right? face dude I, and everything. That's what I figured we yeah. were getting, and unfortunately, we did not. No. But yeah, it is what it is. But so. let's talk about what's her face. What the fuck, Eric? That is uh, that's, that is our timer. It's time to start wrapping things up, actually, with this. Um, if you want, do we? Do you have any thoughts about Sarah Douglas? About I think Lana we should Zero? at least mention her. She oh, absolutely. Kind of... I mean, I think it's it's cool because, like, honestly, and and this is my own bias. The only other thing I really remember her in, fortunately, is Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. no! Also, also, um, Colin the Destroyer. Oh my God! You're oh, right. right. Yep. Yeah, she was. Yep. Which is another movie that I really. Oh my God! So Conan the Destroyer, High, uh, High, Highlighter, Highlander Two, and now Return of Swamp Thing. The sequels, which are people usually like slam, are the fucking movies I love. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I don't like them as much as I like the first one. Um, but anyways, yeah, yes, you guys talk about her. <laughs> But no, I just think it, it's cool to see her kind of in a, a different type of villain role. Yeah. Um, where she has a little bit more character to develop than actually she, in, in Superman 2. Way more complex. Yeah. Given yeah, this is actually, Return of Swamp Thing. But yes, complex in that sense. Yeah, she's actually good. And, and for this movie, turns in like a very credible performance. And yep. um, she is a great kind of... Do we want to call her an anti-hero? Because she starts working against Arcane at one point. You know, once she finds out that he totally, you know, she's just as expendable as everyone else. Well, is not in her, not just in his eyes. Not just that. Near the very end, before her demise, she does mention to Heather Locklear's Abby that she actually was only really doing everything because she cared about Abby's mother, who died during right. these experiments and shit. Um, and that's actually oh the, right, because Abby's like oh, you must have really hated my mother. And she's like, no, actually, the opposite. I really adored her. That's the only reason I fucking yeah. put up with Arcane as long as you have, I have. And you're, you're just like, holy shit, this seems like a deeper, better plot point, and she's dead. Okay, yep, we're not going to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She seems like that one person, and we talked about Ray Wise in the first movie. She's kind of the one person in this movie... Although I feel like everybody's more fun in this movie, even if they're not you know good. Um, but she's like putting in an a-list performance in this movie that doesn't require it but she's doing it anyway i'd say that's like, yeah. like everything uh, she's like, one of those actresses that really deserved better yeah yeah maybe she just didn't ever get that worst manager what, ever what she deserved i mean she kind of always is in you know stuff that's kind of like right around this level of b movie the the supermans were probably her biggest thing but she was in like conan um Beastmaster 2, which is another Wynorski... Um, All the sequels. She's only in sequels, vehicle. guys. Yeah, Puppet Master 3, <laughs> she... Meatballs 4, Return of the Living Dead 3. If you ever have a sequel, <laughs> she's a woman that's in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, I think she's she's really great in this, um, which is kind of interesting that uh, she might be the, the, the person that turns in the most credible performance in this yeah. movie. Sarah Douglas yeah. needs her props. So, what do you think it is? I guess I kind of want to close with this question. Is There has been two Swamp Thing movies. One attempting to be serious. One trying to be campy. There was a... Successful enough for two seasons. And obviously some kind of collective memory. Of a Swamp Thing TV series on USA. Which was, a, a let's be fair, a, a major cable network. In, in, the, mm -hmm. in the early 90s. 
there was a brief, meaning five-episode animated series and resulting toy line for Swamp Thing, and now a 2019 one season and then canceled for apparently budgetary reasons and, and you know, politics. What mm -hmm. is it about this character that it has enough appeal to keep getting greenlit? That pun. But it... Ah, thank you. Didn't realize that, but well played on drink, myself. Drink the pun. And it... It just never catches... Is this like... Is is this DC's Spider-Man? Where they keep relaunching it and it never catches on? Well, first off, that's hard to say because I would say DC's Spider-Man is like DC's Batman. Like, you can throw him in literally everything and somebody will watch it. That's I would, true. I would argue more that Swamp Thing's more like DC's The Hulk. And as it's worthy of yeah. mentioning... Yeah, but it never yeah, really always point. gets the greatest representation they, that it deserves. Just can't seem to get it right for one yeah. reason or another. They don't maybe, know how to like, handle the Frankensteinian monster man. Monster. Maybe it, yeah. you know, like like Marvel figured out with Hulk in in the MCU. Hulk doesn't need his own movie. He needs to be a major player in another in a bigger movie. Well, honestly, that's mainly yeah. done because they didn't have the rights at the time because of Universal. But yeah. Um, Which honestly, I not to sidetrack, but I actually like the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. I thought it was pretty damn good. It's about as same. good as you're gonna I get actually, for a Hulk I, movie. I, I and maybe too. that's the thing; it's as good as you're gonna get for a Hulk movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I think, I think maybe that's Swamp it was Swamp, thing. Swamp Thing too. Yeah, I think they just nobody's quite gotten it right. And every time the things that were right about it, you you wouldn't be able to keep repeating. And although I, I think maybe the closest thing, maybe I do need to go back and watch the 1990 series because that lasted for, you know, multiple seasons and is fairly well liked and remembered by people. Maybe that's the best Swamp Thing we're ever going to get. Although the new Swamp Thing certainly has it from production value and, and style-wise, I think's right. Seems like it got a lot right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, critically, it was really, really well received. I think it was just problems with like budgets and taxes and who's filming where. But mm -hmm. hopefully, that gets resolved because this is clearly a character that people like. It's it's yeah. we're it's talking numerous like generations can. now. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool character. It um, is, <laughs> and and you've got room for dark. You've got room for light. I mean, I'm sorry, but even in the in the nineteen or the, I'm sorry, the twenty nineteen version. I'll admit there's a you know there's some scenes where Swamp Thing is walking Abby through the swamp and he manifests fruit and flowers and it's very sweet because that's what he does you know that's that's kind of the cool thing about this character is he's just truly in touch with life right yeah and then he uh, rip off a like the jaw of one of the Busey fucking children yeah and when <laughs> he knows to, and he knows when to throw shit down which is yep. you know that's an important thing too for self preservation. Fun fact, so, he's also played by the actor who played the most modern interpretation of jo Jason Voorhees. So if you right. want to see a more dramatic, kind of almost like sad opera character-esque uh, uh, Swamp Thing with fucking, uh, what's his face? God, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> I'm not trying harder than that. Sorry, Eric, sorry, Joe. Oh. Well, I do want to no, also... I think that's... I was just going to say, I think that's the thing. I think we're gonna, they're going to keep trying until they get it right. Swamp Thing's going to keep coming back because he is obviously a character that people care about or at least have a general interest in. Um, yeah, I think maybe... I think they had to bring back yeah, the series. I don't know. I just, they need to I'm going to take it back right after I say it, but I think maybe giving it another shot of a little bit of humor um, could help. But Yeah. 
I, don't I think know. balance Maybe that not. humor and horror <laughs> together, I think, goes yeah. a long way. I think you don't need to have that campy Swamp Man from Return of Swamp Thing. Though I will say, <laughs> Return of Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing is fucking great to watch. I won't lie. He is. But yeah. if you want to keep going to the core, and I know Joe's going to agree, fucking continue to 2009 Swamp Thing. Like 2019, sorry, 2019. Uh, I I would even go so far as to say I love the 2019. I mean, honestly, I like the first movie. I understand what it is, the Wes Craven film. I understand what it is, and I give it props for what it is. But it's flawed. The second movie is so just bad shit, but it's a lot of fun. I gotta love it. Mm. The TV series, I I kick myself I don't remember it as well as I should. That's a a mission I'm on to revisit that now. And the 2019 one I really love... um, I would also recommend anybody who's listening, if you feel like reading some comics while you're sitting around, not you know going out anywhere, look up. And this is a this is a controversial thing. Look up the New Fifty Two Swamp Thing. New Fifty Two had some good titles. Swamp Thing and Animal Man are two of them, and their crossover is a great story. So actually, they adapted part of that into the 2019 show with the concept of the rot. So I would strongly recommend checking those out, and you'll see where that character really ends up going and and the mythos if you like things like game of thrones i think you would like some of the big mythos of swamp thing give it a shot how is how is let heather locular 58 but still fucking looks older than sarah douglas who is 68 sorry i'm just literally looking things up online and speaking out well loud. she there were some side effects to the merging Oh, of the of the sex pickle, the swamp pickle. Yes. Yeah, she does oh, grow man. plants out of her feet now. Yeah. So oh my. What else? Can I just say something? One of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in any swamp thing media, anything, is when I saw that fucking bud pop out of Heather Locklear's foot at the end of Swamp Thing too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh god! And I'm like, I don't know. I thought I know it's supposed to be sweet, but it's fucking unnerving. <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I'll have to admit, like that. That's that's one of the grosser things in that movie for sure that is it's the not gross supposed to be gross i don't think but it is it is yeah. it's so fucking gross it's like <laughs> oh my god you got the worst planters wart i've ever seen lady um <laughs> that's the well let's thing. start kind of yeah. wrapping things up and eric we'll start with you any final thoughts on like this kind of switch of swamp thing one to swamp thing two considering the character or whatever um, I mean, not a whole lot we didn't already touch on. I think the juxtaposition of the two films is really just, um, uh, the second film's ability to embrace what it is and that it's, you know, a guy in a rubber suit fighting other rubber suit monsters and that they're just going to run with that and give him a good, you know, James Bond villain to, to play off of. And it, I don't know, it just got everything right that the first one didn't really land i think that's because the first one was an ambitious project that didn't have a proper budget to actually see it through who knows what it would have looked like had it had you know the proper budget to film that script in a way that was uh a little more um i don't know fulfilling from that standpoint however don't get me wrong swamp thing's totally watchable entertainment and like i said the the last battle in that movie is just batshit crazy power ranger style rubber suit monster mash <laughs> like um and it's it's great for for probably totally unintended reasons but um definitely still worth watching um especially if you have an interest in uh 
Oh, I'd just say superhero movies in general. If you're like a giant diehard Swamp Thing fan, I mean, Joe, you really are. And if you enjoyed them, then maybe I'm wrong. But I was going to say, you might might be a little put off by these two films. But I don't know. I think they're both fun in their own right. So, I think it depends are on... Are we doing grades? On, are we doing grades this time? Or are we just... Did we do grades on Highlander? <laughs> we didn't. Okay, yeah, then we, we won't hear because this is kind of the okay. same theme yeah. thing. But Ryan, I mean, is there anybody else? Any other thoughts? Well, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I would say that these movies are fun. I mean, you can watch Swamp, the first song, Swamp Thing by Wes Craven. Um, but I, I, I would, you don't need to see it. I would honestly say just watch Return of Swamp Thing if you're a fan of rubber monster movies versus other monsters with the campiness. Like, this nails it. This is great. I loved it. Um, I'm also the guy who openly admitted... <laughs> that he also loved the quickening because of its campy awful fucking style <laughs> but it's like it's awful that's just tastefully done in such a like just like a batshit crazy way where you're like i'm never gonna forget this like i mean i forgot it when i was a kid but i was two that doesn't count but <laughs> i won't forget this as an adult like i i re- i'm willing to rewatch this i don't feel like i need to rewatch swamp thing I do, on the other hand, like, if I fucking want to, I'm going to rewatch Return of Swamp Thing. It is, it is fucking stupid. It's great. It's, it's perfect <laughs> it stupid. And I, yeah. if I were to give it a grade, I would give Swamp Thing, the first one, like, I'd give it a C. I'd give this one a fucking A. <laughs> it's Return of Swamp Thing, a fucking A. Definitely. Easily. See it. Don't even bother with the first one if you don't want to, if you're not that big of a fan. But definitely, if you enjoy campy movies, watch Return of Swamp Thing. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. Well, if we're going to go that route, I was going to go uh, C on the first one as well. And I, a B plus for Return of Swamp Thing. I agree. It's a lot. It's a better watch. It's a lot more fun. I, I'd probably be pretty close there. I'd give the first one a C. And honestly, I'd give the second one pretty much a C as well. But for different reasons. Oh. The first one's <laughs> trying to take itself very, very seriously. And it just doesn't have the the quality behind it to really support it. But there's a heart in it. But it just doesn't. It, you gotta have those. Th- this is a creature feature. Let's be honest. You have to have a good creature, and it just doesn't. Uh, and then the second one, it's it's so campy and so silly, and the dialogue is so bad, but it's so much fun. It just falls like right in the middle, and you know it, it's fun. So maybe I'm being mean giving it a C, but that's not like a bad C. I think like, I think it's, it's worthy word. to raise up that grade, Joe. Like just because something yeah. isn't great doesn't mean it deserves a C. It's but I give it a C because I don't think it's for everybody. <laughs> no, no, I no. Give it a C I can see I a B being worthy I, of that. Yeah. I, I don't see it's for everybody. Um, I mean, there's there's clearly some people that are gonna hate it, but I'm sorry, they're just they're gonna and too bad for them because it's it's a lot of fun if you can just. You're looking at a bog monster, and I think that's one of the cool things about the character of Swamp Thing, because this isn't the only time the character has been made into be something that's rather campy and fun. The, the animated series did the same thing, and more recently, the um, uh, Justice League of America cartoon shorts include Swamp Thing, and he's very silly and very campy. So it's a character that that some it it. It br- it's broad enough where you can take it in the fun, stupid direction, and it's totally fine. And you can dial in the seriousness and the horror, and it also works. That's a nice balance. And it's a really cool balance. Yeah. So this movie does kind of a little bit of... It's a little more on the dumb, silly, goofy side, but that's fine. So I give them both, like, a, a loving C. <laughs> 
If Swamp Thing <laughs> 2 ever offers you its pickle, you take it. You take it. I would, pickle. in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I would eat more than just the tip. I, I, I'll leave it there. <laughs> but I would like to know if any of our listeners have any thoughts on any of the Swamp Thing properties. What do you think of this character? What do you think of the various TV shows, animated series, and films that have been made about it? Feel free to shoot us a line at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact us at Twitter at Video Junk Pod or on Facebook at Video Junkyard Podcast, the Facebook group, or a regular Video Junkyard Podcast page. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms, we would love to hear them and read them on the air and respond. And coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, we will be selecting more movies from uh, 2B TV, as we have been recently. Um, unfortunately, this, this last two series, one of our two films that we reviewed has fallen off of 2B, and we'll try to avoid doing that in the future. But the original Swamp Thing is no longer available. But the return of Swamp Thing is, and uh, that's the one you should really be checking out. Yeah. So, anyway, we You can watch the first one on other... YouTube, just so you guys know. Like, yeah. That's how I did it. Yes. Yeah. And good quality. I will admit, like the links into me was just great fucking quality. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, so we'll be selecting another movie from the uh, 2B TV service, and um, we will let you know what that is the Monday prior to the show airing. So we're going to go back to doing doing that and probably continue doing that for the near future, at least, if not the um, entire future of the Video Junkyard podcast. So we've been having fun with uh, 2B. We'll just be 2B and, junk uh, ca- job, uh, Junkcast. Yeah. Yeah, the 2B, 2B, 2B Junkyard. junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to come up with a slogan for them, like "Show me the two B." Two B or not two B? I already used oh, that one. That, that's, it's yeah, always two B. There it is. So. give us Otherwise, give us money, two B. Yes. Give us money. Papa needs to pay his rent. Not new shoes, just just fucking rent, please, for the love of God. And while we're waiting, we want to thank you once again for tuning into the Video Junkyard Podcast. We understand you have a selection in your movie review podcast, and we want to thank you for choosing us. Um, I also want to thank Ryan for coming back once again to the show, back home. To yeah, thanks, Ryan. Chat oh, about yeah, I was, I was definitely a proponent in Let's Do Swamp Thing Movies. I was heavily and, into that. And, and hopefully yes. you'll join us again next week or very soon, whatever works best for your convenience. And once again, thank you so much. This has been the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. Yeah, I'm Ryan Seiskel. I, I missed the cue entirely. <laughs> My God, she's a Scorpio. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at video junk pod, and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast, all one word. I want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.